Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Carol Kleibaker, your announcer for the first Sunday in Advent. The Reverend Jake Slenton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist. Assisting in the worship service today is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Sadie Bennett and Danica Yelenek. Today's order of service is at www.trinityfrystat.com. The radio broadcast for today is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Again, welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Carol Clybaker, your announcer for the first Sunday at Advent. And now we turn to our pastor. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Today is the first Sunday, the first day of the church year, uh, and it is Advent 1, the first Sunday in Advent. A big thanks to our Christmas committee. The church and the outside look beautiful. Thank you very, very much for your efforts. <clears throat> Why don't we, uh, yeah, thank them. And why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see someone that you don't know or recognize or haven't seen in a while, please go say hi and and welcome them today. Oh, sorry. Just a few announcements before we continue with worship today. Uh, First of all, uh, the Mount Vernon High School uh, show choirs and their choral program on December the 8th are having a chili cook-off and a dessert silent auction. Uh, The time is at 5 o'clock, and the performances begin at 6. If you have any questions, there is a flyer right outside there. It is also time to order your portals of prayer and the Lutheran witness. The cost is the same as last year. Pearls of Prayer is $4.30, and the witness is $16. Uh, They need to be in no later than December the 9th, so that is coming up. 
Our ladies' aid group meets on December the 6th at 1.30. All ladies are invited to attend. Poinsettia plants are available for purchase to be placed on the altar to enhance the beauty of our church at Christmas time. The cost is also the same as last year, $20 each. Order forms are at the sound system table and need to be in also by December the 9th. Uh, Midweek Advent services begin this Wednesday at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary. Everyone is also invited to attend the annual Lutheran Youth Fellowship Christmas Dinner in the Fellowship Hall that is today, immediately following the church service. So that is the Lutheran Youth Fellowship Christmas Dinner in the Fellowship Hall right across the way in school today following church. Uh, Our Friends in Christ Christmas party in which everyone is invited to is on December the 8th at 7 p.m. at Bruce and Lenora Sletton's home. The address is in the parish caller. Uh, Each couple or single person is asked to please bring a gift for a white elephant gift exchange. Please also uh, bring an appetizer and or dessert to share in a beverage of your choice. There will also be a prize for the ugliest Christmas sweater or t-shirt worn. Uh, And I think that is all of the announcements that I have or have been given. Let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this first day of our church year. We thank you for this first Sunday of Advent in which, Lord, you have called us to prepare and to look forward and to look ahead, Lord, not only to the celebration of your first coming, but, Lord, also to the final day, uh, the culmination of our faith when you will come once more uh, and, you will, and, you will, uh, and you will bring about that promise for which you have given to us that you will bring in the new heavens and the new earth. Uh, Lord, we ask now that as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal in our hearts for your house of worship. Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. And so we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Therefore, you are feared. Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Almighty God in His mercy has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our first hymn is Savior of the Nations Come. Found on page 332. 
Behold, your king is coming to you. Who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfastness and love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout. Who exult in your name all the day. For our shield belongs to the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Behold, your King is coming to you. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for today is from Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 to 16. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called. 
The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of our Lord. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. Our special music today will be from the Lamb's Choir of Trinity Lutheran School. very very much boys and girls for sharing your talents with us and for that wonderful song now is the time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message uh, today given by mr Clybaker. Uh, now is it also a good time to bring up your offering your mighty mites as well <clears throat>
Good morning, everybody. How are you this morning? You're looking good, and I got to tell you, you're sounding good, too. Hey, you look really nice. I like that vest. Very good. Very good. What do you all think about the church this morning? Have you looked at it? There's decorations on the tree. You're right. The church looks a little different than it has in the past few weeks, doesn't it? All decorated up and looking really pretty. Can anybody tell me what today's date is? The actual date? December the 2nd. Right, it's December the 2nd, the first day of Advent. December the 2nd, though, too, we're getting close to the end of the year 2018, aren't we? December's the last month of the year, right? Yeah. So, I got to looking on the, in, in the dictionary because I wanted to learn about what the word Advent really meant. You know what it said? It said that Advent is the arrival of a very significant thing, event, or person. So, what significant thing, event, or person are we getting prepared for? Anybody? Jesus. Exactly. We're ex- we're excited about Jesus being born, and that's what Christmas is all about, isn't it? Christmas snow might be coming. I don't know how many folks out there want Christmas snow, but there's a few up here that do. You bet. Well, I tell you, here's something that I thought was interesting. Did you guys listen closely to Pastor when he first said hello to everybody this morning? What did he say? Well, he talked, uh, he said, Jesus, yeah. He also said, Happy New Year, didn't he? Were any of you a little confused by that? It's December. It's the end of the year. But it's the beginning of the church year. Now, that's kind of interesting, I think. You know, God does some miraculous and interesting things, like the beginning of the church year being the end of what we all think of as the regular year. God did a few things like that in the Bible, too. He took what you and I might think is the end and actually made it the beginning. Here's an example. Did you ever hear about a man and lady named Abraham and Sarah? Now, they were old people, really old people, but what did God do for them? You're exactly right. Really old people. They thought they were near the end of their life, and God said, nope, you're going to have a baby boy. And he did, and they had Isaac. How awesome was that? Now we go to the New Testament, and just about the time that Jesus was born, just a little ahead of that, there was a really old couple. Their names were Elizabeth and Zechariah. And guess what happened to them? They had a baby boy named John, exactly. John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. Another great example of how God took something that we all thought was near the end and old and made something new out of that. Now, think about Jesus' disciples and his mother Mary and some of the other ladies that were gathered around Jesus when he was hanging on the cross. They thought it was the end, didn't they? 
that was a pretty sad day for them. But, yeah. But what happened three days later? Jesus came back to life. What they thought was the end was actually the beginning. How cool is that? God does a lot of things that sometimes for us doesn't make sense right away, but as we learn more about it, it makes more and more sense. I love to talk about this. I think Pastor does too. Baptism. In baptism, God washes away the old sinful person and we become new believers in Jesus through the Holy Spirit, right? No, that's not a trash can. That's the baptismal font. We'll talk more about that in another children's message then. Um, in a little while, you'll learn or you'll see the adults in the congregation, the, conf- the confirmed members of the congregation come forward. And this is something that I sure enjoy every week. Every week I get tired. Every week I sin. I think bad things. Sometimes I say bad things. <sighs> but God, through Holy Communion, takes the old bad John and forgives my sins and makes me a new John every week, right? God makes the grass grow. Yes, the old dead grass that's out there right now, come this spring, new grass is going to grow. And just as was just read, he made a new, a new uh, branch on the tree, right? Jesus. I think we could have a, we could have a great a great conversation, Pastor, but I know we got to move right along. Um, this has been a fun one, guys. This is awesome. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're going to wrap up because there's a lot of other new things that we're going to talk about this morning. Join me in a word of prayer to Jesus, and then we can go back to our seats. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that so many things you understand that sometimes we don't. For example, how you can take the things that seem like they're near the end and make them new again. We thank you so much that you brought the Holy Spirit into our lives to give us faith in your Son, Jesus Christ, who appeared to be near the end as he died on the cross, but was truly at the very beginning when he rose again on Easter Sunday. Bless and be with us through this Advent season as we look forward to one of the greatest days of the year, Christmas. And help us to remember that Jesus is our Lord and Savior and the most important reason for the season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The epistle reading for today is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. What thanksgiving can we return to God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray most earnestly night and day, that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus 
direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. This is the word of our Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. When Jesus had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village in front of you, where on entering you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it, you shall say this, the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners said to them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus, and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was drawing near already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, If these were silent, the very stones would cry out. This is the gospel of our Lord.
Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the Old Testament lesson from Jeremiah chapter 33, which was just read. Please have that in front of you to refer to as we go along here this morning. Several years ago, I was going through a very difficult season in my life. And it was one of those seasons where nothing just ever seemed to go right. The meetings were too long. There was too much frustration. Some days I didn't really feel like getting out of, out of bed because I knew what was waiting for me as soon as I walked outside of my house. And I was expressing these feelings and these emotions with a very close friend of mine. And I can remember making this very, this very comment. And I said, you know, I can't wait for the day when Jesus returns because then I don't have to deal with all this stuff anymore. I don't have to have days that are just sort of one of those days anymore. And I'll never forget what my friend said. He, he kind of paused. And he said to me, Jake, have you, have you forgotten this? That today, you are living in salvation. That today, all of your sins have been forgiven. That today, your relationship with God has been reconciled because of Christ. That today, you are living in life everlasting. Because of Christ, because of his blood shed for you, because of the empty tomb, and because you were baptized into that death and into that resurrection. And I I will never forget that conversation because it gave me a completely different perspective and a completely different outlook and really truth, not just foundationless words, not just meaningless words, but truth, real truth, scriptural truth, the only truth that doesn't change. And the only truth for which we have been called to rely on and to cling to during no matter what season of our life that we happen to be going through. The story goes that when Jesus had looked up in the sycamore tree and had seen the wee man Zacchaeus, that he said, Zacchaeus, come down. For I am going to go to your house today. Keep in mind, as we all know, that Zacchaeus was a tax collector, but I want to put you in the right frame of mind. Think of the person that you disliked the most, and that was Zacchaeus. He wasn't liked at all by anyone. Probably when he was walking down the road and people would pass him, they wouldn't even look him in the eye, that they wouldn't say hi or hello. They would just keep walking right on by because they didn't like him. Nobody did. And yet the Savior of the world <clears throat> comes up to him, looks up to him into this tree that he is sitting in and says, Zacchaeus, come on down because I'm coming to your house today. And they go into his house Zacchaeus' heart is miraculously changed, and he says, whatever I have cheated people, I will give it back to them tenfold. 
And Jesus says, today, Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to your house because of his changed heart. In our text for this morning, the prophet Jeremiah would have loved a day like Zacchaeus' day on that day. Jeremiah is not called the weeping prophet for nothing. Because during his time as God's spokesperson, every single day was one of those days. In your mind, I want you to raise your hand. How many of you have ever had days where you felt like, or seasons, where you felt like every day you were just hitting your head against a brick wall and nothing was getting through and nothing was working? Yeah. Jeremiah had this day every single day that he was called by God to go to his people. And Jeremiah came with one message, with one word, to repent You, God's people, you, God's chosen, repent and turn back to your first love. Repent from your evil ways. Do not walk in the darkness any longer, but return to the Lord your God. And for his efforts, what happened? The people wanted absolutely nothing to do with it at all. Talk about beating your head against a brick wall. It wasn't working. At one point, a few chapters after this, Jeremiah has written up on a scroll all of the words of the Lord that is to be said to the king and his attendants as they are sitting in his courtroom. And they they get to about the third or fourth column. And the king takes a knife to the scroll and cuts it up into little itty-bitty pieces. And then he takes those pieces and he tosses them into the fire and they are burned. And the verse that, is, that comes right after that is so poignant and so telling of what was happening at this time. The verse says, and the king and his attendants had no fear of what they were doing at all. And so Jeremiah, undeterred, he goes back and he makes up another one anyway. Jeremiah, at one point, is thrown into prison for doing the Lord's work. Jeremiah, at one time, was thrown into a cistern, and at the bottom of this cistern was nothing but mud. He was given no water, no food. He was thrown into the cistern so that he could just die of natural causes, and nobody could say that they they were the ones who killed the Lord's prophet. And so he sinks in this mud. Several threats on his life. In the previous chapter to the text from today, he is literally locked up inside of the king's courtyard. And you think that you're having a bad day in a bad season. Jeremiah knew how hard that life could be. But he also knew of this. He also knew of the promises of God. And that is where our text for today comes into play. Because God is speaking the promise of God that a righteous branch, a righteous branch from David will come and the promise will be fulfilled. Jeremiah yearned 
in his day to see the promise fulfilled, the righteous branch that is spoken of in verse 15. But for Jeremiah, the promise wouldn't come, at least not in his day. Instead, God told Jeremiah to wait and hope and then wait a little bit longer. Oh, and by the way, while you are waiting, all of this stuff is going to happen to you. He wanted to see Judah saved. Jeremiah wanted to see God's people redeemed, but it was not to be at that time. It was not to be yet. As we said, we are in the season of Advent. The first Sunday of Advent, the church looks beautiful. We are getting ready for Christmas. Many of us have done our shopping. We're, we're getting our plans together for our families. Usually, for most people that I have, have met, it's a very exciting time, a very happy time. But here's the thing is that both you and I know that as soon as we go outside of these doors, just because it's Christmas, and just because it's Advent, and just because it's a very happy and exciting time, as soon as you and I go outside of of these doors, our problems are just there. And they're just waiting there. And we're going to have to face them. And we're going to have to go through them. And we're going to have to pray our way through whatever it is that we happen to be enduring. Advent brings with it hope and anticipation, but it doesn't erase the grim realities of this life. It was on a Monday afternoon, and I was set for another meeting with some people in our church in my previous parish And a man named Terry comes up to me right before our meeting, and he says to me this. He says, Pastor, that was a great sermon yesterday. Thank you so much. But I have one question. You talk about all of these these things and this hope that we have, but as soon as I go home, I still have the same problems. I still go through the same difficulties. I still have bills to pay. I still have people who don't like me. I still have parts of my life that don't make sense. And so what of it? There are not many times in my life, at least during those kinds of moments where I am speechless, but I didn't know what what to tell him. At that particular moment, I had no words. Because is he not right? We're going we're gonna to leave here today and we're still going to go into the same problems and into the same brokenness and the same difficult season of life no matter what it is that we are going through. And so what is the answer? Like Jeremiah, we are told to endure and wait. But this is where we are unlike Jeremiah. Yes, we have difficult seasons in our life, but here's the difference. You see, Jeremiah was told to just wait and hope 
and wait and hope. And eventually the promised Messiah would come. Again, remember that Jeremiah wanted the promised Messiah to come during his time. He wanted to be free from these obstinate people who would not listen to the message that he was giving them, the message that was only given to him from God. And because of that message, he was thrown into a cistern. He was thrown into prison. People put, put death threats against his life. But the promise was not yet to come. And here is the difference between him and us. You see, today, you and I are living in the days of the promise that has been fulfilled. The Messiah has come. The Messiah has been born. The Messiah has been crucified on a cross. The Messiah has risen again from the empty tomb. The days when the master plan for salvation have come to pass. We live today in the days that were the object of Jeremiah's hope. And as promised, the Messiah has come. And he has executed righteousness for you. Just like verse 16 of the text says, And the world instead executed him. And the plan of salvation for today and tomorrow has come to pass. Jesus, who is your righteousness has come today. He still comes through word and in sacrament. Through His very body and blood shed for you, given to you to eat and to drink. I read a a post this last week from one of my classmates, and he was talking about ministering to uh, a shut-in who has Alzheimer's disease. And what he said was so fascinating and so truthful. He said, you know, I go and I see them, and and most of the time they don't know who I am. But do you know what they remember? When I pull out my communion kit, they know every single word. They know every single word. That's how God comes to you today. That, that's why the liturgy, the, the, way, the, the, the rite of worship, the order of worship, some of you might be thinking, well, it's the same thing every Sunday. You're darn right it is. For that reason. For that reason, so that it is memorized, so that it is internalized inside of your hearts. The point of my message today is this. This is not a count your blessings sermon. This is not a, well, are you going through a really difficult time in your life? Well, that's okay. Count the blessings that God has given you anyway. Really. I can tell you that when I go and I see people who are very near death, or I see people and I visit them who have sickness and illness that cannot be healed, what I don't say to them is count your blessings. That doesn't mean that God hasn't blessed them. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't be happy because of what of the other things that God has given them. 
But what foundation is that based on? To simply just go up and say, well, you've been blessed in other ways, so just be happy about the things that you do have. Stop grumbling. Pick yourself up. Buck up. Be happy. But you and I know that it's not that easy. And if we go to somebody and if we are trying to minister to them and we tell them to count your blessings, all that we are telling them is that whatever pain it is that you are going through, the broken marriage that you have, the cancer that, that you have, the job loss that you have, the family member who won't talk to you anymore that you have, All that we are saying is, if we say anything to the effect of count your blessings, all that we are telling them is that you don't have a right to feel sad. And you you should just somehow miraculously be happy because of of this other stuff that that, that you have. But that's not the message of God. The message of God is the exact words that he gave to Zacchaeus when, when he was inside of his house. Today, Salvation has come to you. Again, this is not a count your blessings sermon. But this is a message from God to you this day. That no matter what season in your life that you are going through, and I know that many of you are going through them right this very hour, no matter what season of your life that you are going through, you can find joy. Joy is given to you. Why? Because salvation has come to you. We live now in the reality of the promise fulfilled. This message's purpose is to proclaim to you that you can be joyful today amidst your trial. Because salvation has come to you. Salvation has come to you. Salvation has come to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now recite together the words of our Christian faith using the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, the Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, Please be seated. Uh, at this time, I call forward to uh, the altar Bruce Sletton uh, for, his commissioning, for his commissioning as lay minister of our, of our church. So come on up, Dad.
That's right. This is my dad. Did you bring your uh, sheet with you? Okay. That's okay. Your brothers and sisters in Christ, you, you are to serve our Lord in the ways for which he has called us to do. Bruce has been commissioned by this church to serve as its lay minister. Hear what Holy Scripture has to say about those who serve in the church. From Galatians chapter 6, Let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. From Colossians chapter 3. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the, word of Christ, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And then also from Romans chapter 12, By the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, to not think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortations, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. And so, Bruce, in the presence of God and of this congregation, I install you as lay minister. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, through your dear Son, you have made us all of your witnesses. Enlightened by your Holy Spirit, all who speak to others the message of salvation through Jesus' blood and merit, upon Bruce grant your blessing, so that your word may reach out and bear much fruit for the growth of your church. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, and now and forever. Amen. And so may you go in the name of the Lord. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The Almighty and most merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen.
We continue with the gathering of our tithes and offerings. You'll notice in your pew is a red sign-in book. Whether you are a member or a guest, please sign that book so that we might have the opportunity to know that you were here. Members who receive it on the windows, please send it back to the aisles. And the aisles, please tear off the top sheet uh, so that the elders can pick those up after worship today. We collect our tithes and offerings. These radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office at 417-235-7300 for how you can help. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the Narthex. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is entitled, Reality Therapy. The speaker is Reverend Dr. Michael Ziegler. The book of Ruth deals with unimportant people and unimportant matters, but deals with them in such a way as to show that God is active in ordinary lives, like yours and mine. Ruth's story became an important part of the story of Jesus. Listening to God's work in her life can rescue us from the dead-end delusions and bring us into what is most real, a Jesus-centered reality. Read Ruth chapters 1 and 2. Today we remember some of our seasoned saints who are 80 years old or older. Alice Helmkamp, Bob Steinberg, Eldon Nelson, Laureen Towers, Joan Haynes, Lauren Clybaker, Nellie Stellwagen, Pearl Lampy, and Ruth Nelson. The families of the week to remember in your prayers are the Larry Minning family, Matthew Minning family, Roger Minning family, Joshua Moore family, Melissa Naylor family, Clarence Nelson family, Eldon Nelson, Ruth Nelson, and Joyce Ness. And now we will be rejoining our congregation as they receive the offerings and begin to prepare for Holy Communion. In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. First of all, for one of our members who was very near death, Linda Earhart. She is at Cox South Hospital in Springfield. We remember her and her family. Also for those on our health list, for Melvin McCord, Landreth Worm, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dotson, Elda Nelson, Bob Yelinek, Mark Felwalk. 
Lorne Cly Baker, Gary Magruder, Emma Con, Emma Conklin, Brenda Lawmaster, Rosemarie Dekoff, Elmer Kaiser, Teresa Nelson, Arlene Stevenson, who is scheduled for surgery today, for Bob Curdy, Marianne Daughtry, John Alexander, and Debbie Porter. Also for those celebrating uh, birthdays and anniversaries, for Wayne Fritz, who will celebrate 83 years of life today, December the 2nd. We go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for the faithfulness of Jeremiah, who continued to hope and wait for your promise through all kinds of adversity and pain. We pray that as we today have received your promised Messiah, that you would help us to keep our eyes and minds fixed on you, fixed on your promise while we go through pain, that today salvation has come to us. Lord, in your mercy. For the, for the preservation of marriage, that God would defend husbands and wives from every assault of the enemy, support them in their faithfulness and loving service to one another, and grant them joy in every time. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. For Trinity Lutheran School, that through its ministry, many more families may come to know the saving power of your love for them. Bless all of our faculty and staff as they seek to save that which is lost for the sake of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. For all public servants and those who protect us, that they may be supported and upheld in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy. For those who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all who are sick, hurt, lonely, or despairing, especially for those in our health list, especially for Linda, who was very near to the hour of her death. Lord, we pray that you would send your angels and your Holy Spirit to surround her, to comfort her during this time. And we pray for all those, Lord, that have been named before you in our hearts. <clears throat> We humbly pray, God, that you would heal them in every way. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for blessings and joy for all with birthdays, especially for Wayne. May he feel assured and ready for the year ahead, knowing that you have ordered his steps. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We thank you also for all with with anniversaries soon. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and families. We pray that you might keep them in their marriage so hidden within you that all forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For grace to partake faithfully of the body and blood of Christ with repentant hearts and a firm resolution to amend our sinful lives by the aid of the Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. 
It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, and all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. us, Lord, as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, sickness, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and none of the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen.
communion hymn today is Prepare the Royal Highway, found on page 343 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Prepare the Royal Highway, page 343. The second hymn will be The Advent of Our King, found on page 331. So again, the first communion hymn, Prepare the Royal Highway, page 343, and the second hymn, The Advent of Our King, page 331.
next communion hymn is O Jesus, King Most Wonderful, found on page 554.
And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
A very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors today. Thank you so very much for joining us in worship, uh, for the children who sang today, and for their families who are here. Thank you so much for sharing them with us today. Uh, they were a real joy to have, and they uh, 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 most definitely enhanced our worship experience here this morning. Uh, Glenn, our head elder, has one announcement for us today. Good morning. Um, as most of you all know, we're very blessed here. It's all our people we have helping us here at church, especially our paid employees. Um, we want to give a chance as the Board of Elders. To, if anyone wants to, they can um, show their appreciation to the help we have here. Um, in the narthex, back on the south side, there's a box with a packet of these envelopes, and they're clipped together. The first one says, Merry Christmas to Pastor Jake, and also... Behind him is all the rest of our employees. If any of you so choose to uh, show, your, show your appreciation to our help we have, pick up one of those packets and you can put it in the offering baskets or there'll be a basket in the back of the Narthex, wherever you so choose. They'll be back there probably all the Sundays of December. Also, uh, I talked to the school board chairman and they're also going to do something for school, of course. And um, thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you very much, Glenn. Uh, and as a final reminder, uh, our Advent midweek services begin this Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary. Uh, and for one last word, uh, before you go out into this week and as you go outside of, of these doors, um, whatever season in your life that you are going through at this particular moment, yes, it is waiting for you. But please remember that today that salvation has come to you in the form of your of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope you all have a very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And this coming Wednesday, you're invited to be with us for the Advent service at 7 p.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.christatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Carol Kleibaker.